A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent who would rather wreck their car than hear their kid out. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... I told my horrible cousin I wouldn't be her maid of honor and I don't feel bad about it. I, 27-year-old female, have a cousin, 26-year-old female, with whom I had a remarkably close relationship with to the point that we were like sisters. That all changed when she was responsible for incidents that to this day made me reconsider our cousin-sister relationship. In 2012 when I was 16, she gave me a strong relaxer that caused me to cut off 14 inches of hair. For context, I used to relax my hair and it was always soft or regular since I have fine hair. Her reasons? Because she started dating my ex and he would not stop talking about my hair or my natural beauty. She stole friends and possible boyfriends, turned family members against me, would rub it in my face that she was my grandmother's favorite, made fun of me for going back to my curly hair, mocked me for losing my older brother, slept with my ex while in the process of moving together. She made a post on Facebook mocking me for giving birth to my dead baby while 7 months pregnant. She even left threatening notes and a freaking voodoo doll on my car. I can keep going on but I don't want to make this any longer by explaining how messed up she is. I tried to get a restraining order on her but the police thought I didn't have enough evidence. I had texts of her admitting to do it but it wasn't enough or as one police told me it could be faked. So I blocked her from all of my social media and blocked her number, and the only times I would see her were at family gatherings. But I would avoid her since I didn't want her situation in my life, or avoid her to not have my mental health triggered by her. So in June, she got engaged to my ex, 33-year-old male, and I found out from family members. For context, I found them together, and instead of screaming and crying, I laughed and told them to enjoy my sloppy seconds. So, my aunt was celebrating her anniversary with a barbecue, meaning I would see her. I went and I was having an enjoyable time, but when at the table, one of my aunts asked her how the wedding planning was going, and she couldn't help but brag that it was good and now she had an announcement, and she looked at me with a devil smile. She asked me in front of everyone if I wanted to be her maid of honor, since thanks to me, they both met. I was cold and told her no. She whined about why not, and all I gave her was a look, and she said it's time for me to put effort into fixing our sister-cousin relationship. I laughed and told her that by the time she's having her wedding, I would be in college finals, and after that, a month-long trip for my anniversary. And it was better than seeing two clowns getting married. Plus, I told her the reasons I said no, plus the spoiled little girl wants a Christmas wedding. She started crying and yelled that if I don't do this, then I'm not invited to the wedding. I looked at her and said coldly, fine by me and walked away, leaving her with a surprised Pikachu face. I haven't spoken to her since that day, but all my family members support me since they all saw how much of a horrible person she is. I'm no expert, but judging by her track record, I don't think her chances of that marriage working out long term is going to be very good. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy hearing stories of entitled parents, 
why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, I didn't accept my mom's apology, so she called me a dirty witch. I'm not surprised at this point. I stopped talking to her a year ago after she seriously threatened my life and abused the heck out of me even though we live in the same house. So yesterday she came up to me trying to start a conversation, manipulate me, about her flying away on a trip and some other nonsense, and I simply ignored her because I wasn't mentally ready to take her BS to be honest. So after she noticed that I was ignoring her, she tried touching me. Even though I repeatedly told her before to never try and touch me or make any physical contact with me, it's so triggering. But of course, she didn't stop. So I snapped at her and shouted, leave me alone. Obviously her ego couldn't handle that, but at the same time she didn't want to ruin her manipulation tactic, so she decided to call me a dirty witch while she was walking away. Isn't this mother just charming? This next story is, I've finally had enough. So, I've gone no contact with my parents. I first started having issues with them when they said they were moving to California, I live in Oregon, and that they wanted me to move with them. I refused because I had moved out, been forcibly removed by the Department of Homeland Security a year ago because my parents hurt me and almost broke my nose. Ever since then they've been incredibly clingy when I'm around, and I've been really uncomfortable. We also got into a fight during the visit after they told me they were moving. After the fight, my dad wanted a hug, and I wasn't comfortable with that. So I said no. He then said I hated him and tried to guilt trip me into giving him a hug. I left and immediately started crying, and I've been a bit more distant with them since. We had one more visit before I stopped talking to him entirely, and I genuinely freaking hated him in that moment. Ever since then, I get texts from him occasionally always saying I hate him and trying to make me feel bad for wanting space. I told my caseworker that if my dad needs to talk to me, he needs to go through my caseworker and he can decide if I should be involved or not. I might post more about the original fight a year ago, the one that made me go no contact, and some photos of texts and the photos of me after the first fight, but I don't want to get into it right now, I just needed to get this off my chest. This next story is, my father framed me for years and I'm only finding out now. I'm moving out right now, I'm going to live with a friend of mine and hopefully never see my family again. For years, I, male 19, have lived in an abusive environment, without ever talking about this, not even to my biological mother. She was the only person I could reach out to but lives far away and is happy so I don't want to burst into her life again after what my father did to her. I've been living with the burden of being a disgusting human being and deserving all that happened to me that I didn't consider as abuse, but more like a well-deserved punishment. Only recently did I open up about a small issue anonymously online, and I think I'm addicted to it. I want to share more and more. No one will know it's me, so I spill all the tea without worrying. And even if someone finds this, I don't care. If it's a member of my ex-family, then you can please go screw yourselves. I was accused of helping my father hide the fact that he was cheating on his new wife. It's so hard to prove that it wasn't like that at all. How can I prove this when his wife was participating in framing me? All that to seem like a good, respectable woman to her family and not admit that they were in an open relationship. I can't believe how stupid I've been for years now, blaming myself for what happened. Looking back now, I think I'll never recover from what happened, but I didn't even realize it was happening. My father used me like a scapegoat, no even better, a punching bag, and it was all planned. 
My stepmother pretended to be my victim, and my stepbrother was her accomplice when I thought he was just a golden child and that's why we were treated differently. Honestly, they could have all stabbed me in my sleep and I would have been more merciful. For years, I thought I'd betrayed them and hurt them, but I was just their toy. I can't explain the level of acting they displayed. I don't think anyone would believe me. Maybe I'm just insane. Honestly, I don't even know because they guilt-tripped me into never seeking therapy and mental health. I regret not clinging to my mother and begging her to take me away from there when I was a kid. I regret every single day I lived in their house. I think I need to explain it better. I don't think anyone will understand anything from the rant I've been on. My mother and father were married when he told me, a nine-year-old, that I had a brother and asked me to keep it a secret. He took me to stepmom's house to meet him and build a relationship with them. I went home and told my mother because I didn't feel like hiding anything from her. My mother confronted him and when she found out, she was devastated. She left him and never let him contact her again. My father literally beat the poop out of me and said that I broke our family. He kept doing it, pushing, hitting me, giving me deadly glares, until stepmom moved in with stepbrother. I was a kid back then and never told anyone what happened so I have no proof but I remember I swear I remember all that. Honestly I wish it left a scar or something but no I have nothing to prove what I say. Nothing. No evidence. Nothing. I wish I could just take a USB, shove it in my head and put my memories inside of it I swear. Nothing of what I'm saying can be proven. I digress too much so I'll make it short. When I was a teenager around 15, he took me out for some father-son time and separately took stepbrother too. When with me, he would take me to a woman's house where they had fun in the next room while I tried not to hear anything. I won't go into details on how it affected me so much, I can't have a relationship with anyone until today. He took his loved son, stepbrother, to the movies, to the park, etc. While I was there having my sanity stolen from me. He threatened me to not say anything to stepmom, and I know how pathetic it sounds, but I was scared of him. Just a glare, and I was like an obedient dog. He said that if I didn't want to destroy this family too, I would keep my mouth shut. And for a long time, I tried to force myself to tell stepmom. I was waiting for him to not be home and tell her, but I'm a coward, and yes, I deserve all the insults you'll give me in the comments. I didn't say anything. I was scared of what would happen if this woman left him too. She soon found out when I was 15 or 16 and she started to abuse me too. I'm calling this abuse now but back then it was a well-deserved punishment to me. Not like my father, she never physically hurt me but she would never buy me food to eat outside or forgot to give me money for school snacks. She told all of her family, including the only grandparents I ever had, that their step-grandson hid the fact that she was being cheated on and helped his father. She made stepbrother hate me when I really loved him more than anyone. I was really close to him, and he was my only happiness, and he also became my abuser. My grandparents never bought any gifts for me, glared at me, and never spoke to me normally after that. My aunts, the same. I lost everything. The reality was... Her sister somehow found out that he was seeing other women and told their parents. Not to look bad in front of a traditional family, they made up the excuse that it happened only a few times because I helped father cover the thing. Otherwise, of course, their pure and innocent daughter would have been against it. I only realize now, after all the mess and self-blame, that they never argued about it. 
their relationship was never affected, and that until this day, they preserve that innocent facade in front of father's in-laws, while I live surrounded by people who hate me. I always thought it was unfair for my father to be so easily forgiven while I was still pestered, and it only clicked now when I realized they were both in an open relationship and my freaking stepbrother knew it too. Even if he was younger, he had known it before me. They mentioned it, though not explicitly, right in front of him in the heat of a conversation and he didn't budge. I feel like such a moron. See, I just don't understand how any other adult could hear, yeah, the kid helped them cover it up. And like, even if the kid didn't rat on their own father, that doesn't implicate the kid. God forbid a child tries to protect their parents, let alone how OP was framed. Our next story is, father abuses mother for years. My mother and father have a rough relationship, and by rough, I mean the rockiest one I've seen that hadn't resulted in a divorce. I'm the second child in an Asian family, and also the second generation overseas, with my parents being the first. My parents didn't really date and things like that before marriage for personal reasons, and didn't get to know each other very well. My father had heavy OCD and bipolar symptoms, though he was never diagnosed. He ran a business and was an alcoholic back then, while my mother was a nurse. Around two years later, my older brother was born and things started to go down when he was around four. My father regularly hurt my mother, mostly when he was drunk and is really good at cussing people out when he was angry. He usually came back late at night, usually after midnight, and barely got to interact with my brother. I feel really bad for him because he had to put up with my father's aggressive behavior and even try to protect my mom sometimes. Note that doing that to your partner and child neglect, at least mild ones, were sort of legal in my country. When my brother was 13, I was born. My father wanted to move to the United States with me, my brother, and my mother, meaning leaving our extended family in our country. My mother didn't even bother to argue with things like these because it always resulted in an argument and she would get slapped. After moving to the United States, he stopped hurting my mother and started to harass her instead. My mother at this point didn't even care because my father is so good at speaking nonsense and she didn't want to spend her time on idiots. My father was very egocentric and demanded attention to himself because he carried our family's income which was kind of true, but then he started demanding attention for minor things and used it against my mother in arguments. Along with all those, he was also quick to assume and always talked too much, leading to untrustworthiness. Lastly, he was also somewhat manipulative and made himself sound at least a bit in the right in all situations. After nine years, he started to pursue Christianity as a religion mostly caused by my grandpa who passed away four days ago who was an avid christian i have no issue with that but then he started long lectures on my mom about christianity and how she has to obey him because of the bible he also sort of forced my mother into our local church and to be baptized but she also sort of did it willingly after moving to the united states he visited for one month every two months but when COVID hit, he was stuck here for three years. That was not pleasant at all. My mother was so stressed, she began to go out exercising a lot to relieve the stress. My father refuses to acknowledge that he caused my mother to do this and yelled at my mother for doing so. COVID also affected his business and that, along with immigration issues, he was also stressed. 
He yelled at my mother for not supporting his actions, despite her performing most of his demands. He actually hurt my mother again, but we didn't end up calling the police for Christianity reasons again. My mother continued ignoring him, but he didn't take the hint and continued harassing her. My older brother provided... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. no help with their relationship because he still hates his dad for what he did to my mother. At that point, my older brother was already done with college and lives in California, so the only person to help my mom is me, yay. Fortunately, he recently left and began to flood her inbox with Bible quotes and lectures. I suspect my mother has PTSD from the 20 plus years she spent with him. I want to repair their relationships and help my mother's depression. What should I do? I mean, I think the best thing for her is to never have to interact with this guy again. I think the best way to repair this is to cut it off. That entire relationship is already gangrenous. Our next story is, my entitled mom, 37-year-old female, would rather total her car than listen to me, 16-year-old female. This happened in the early 2000s, so it's not recent, but after checking on a few of my old friends... I saw a news report that made me remember this tale of my entitled mother and the time she put hers, mine, and our dog's lives in danger because she thought she knew how to handle a dangerous intersection because she could drive compared to her teenage daughter who medically wasn't able to drive. This happened in Southern California to give you an impression of the quality of drivers where I used to live. To set the scene, I'll never drive, but that didn't mean I was unaware of the rules of the road and understanding human nature when it comes to entitlement. It wasn't because I wanted to drive one day, but because I wanted to protect myself as a pedestrian from people in cars, trucks, and motorcycles. If I was going to be injured in an accident, I wanted to be right in the eyes of the law so that I had options if I survived an incident. This did in fact pay off once during high school by about $10,000 but I didn't want to be rich that way. I can make a picture of this intersection if necessary, but I hope I do it justice by description alone. Imagine, if you will, a main road, no smaller than four lanes wide at its thinnest, that runs between a lot of interstates, and you have to drive defensively to avoid an accident, as not all drivers are careful. This particular intersection had on its west end a hill that was so steep that you had to punch the gas to make it if you had a large vehicle. And by the time you crested the hill to see the intersection, you had to essentially be in the lane you wanted to because there wasn't much time before you got to the light. And you either follow through with your speed or slam the brakes. 
At this point, there were five lanes on our side and four on the opposite side of the street. One protected left hand where you could make a U-turn back down the hill, separated by a solid white line that was six cars deep. A left-hand turn lane, two straight lanes, and a protected right turning lane. This intersection in particular was in the news several times a month because of the wrecks associated with drivers going up the hill and not being ready for whatever was at the top. The southwest corner boasted a high school across from a fast food joint, and between these two places was a tiny T intersection that would allow you to safely make it to the right-hand turn lanes without risking yourself to the drivers coming up the hill to make it to the other three lanes. But if you were stupid or stubborn, like my mom with a loose interpretation of the rules of the road was, you could cut across all lanes of traffic, turn into the traffic that was going to be coming up the hill, and then turn into the protected U-turn lane, which made me fearful even during the day, because you can't really see who's at the top of the hill until you're up there. Perversely, mom had more respect for that little white line than for the safety of herself and her passengers. On this day, I was doing some activities after school at the high school, and mom came to pick me up in her silver Subaru Legacy with our terrier along for the ride. The sun had long since set and there was no moon, and the stars were obstructed by the thick marine layer. I got in, and as we left the high school, I saw mom looking at the dark downhill to see if there were any headlights coming up. I asked her to just go around the fast food place and to please come at the intersection from the south because it's safer. It was. The south intersection was the direction the school buses took, so the turns didn't have obstructed vision and it was far better lit than what mom was planning to do. I know what I'm doing. She sounded pissed that I questioned her judgment on the matter. I sat back, dog in my lap, looking out the windows as my all-knowing mom turned into the T-intersection and started cutting across the traffic lanes to make the protected turning lane when suddenly, violent sideways motion, seatbelts did their safety lock, the dog slid into the passenger window and then down into the floor space with a solid thump, and all of a sudden, I see the red lights turning green instead of the yawning darkness down the hill. Thankfully, the airbags hadn't deployed. Turns out a black sedan with dealership plates raced up the hill with no lights on and was aiming for the unprotected turning lane and had no time to stop, nailing mom at the front of the driver's wheel well with their front right front corner and both vehicles limped to the fast food parking lot to exchange information. This young lady, who barely looked old enough to drink, got out of her Nissan to meet the mega Karen that's my mom. And while I felt for the lady afterward, at the moment I was more concerned with the dog who weighed 14 pounds, and I wanted to see if she got hurt. She was fine. Later, when mom filed a claim with her insurance, they declared the car totaled, and the other car didn't fare much better as both had warped frames. The Subaru was only 4 years old at most, great condition, regular maintenance, and now a wreck because mom thought she had night vision or something and didn't want to spend the extra time coming at a dangerous intersection from a safer angle. The worst that would have happened if she had listened to me was that we would get home five minutes later than if she rolled the dice with everyone's lives, because nothing had ever happened before. There were so many close calls at that intersection, even during the day, that I felt anxiety and nausea when she pulled this stunt, and all she ever did was to complain about the other drivers. Mom ended up getting a new silver Subaru that she was less happy with. 
kept making that scary turn to go back down the hill and was less than impressed that dad and I were not on her side about whose fault it was that the accident occurred. By the way, dad took that intersection from the south when he had to get home down the hill because he liked his truck and knew better than to tempt local drivers to be safe about their turns and braking. I think this is one of those situations where both people can be in the wrong. I think realistically, they shouldn't have taken that utterly dangerous route, but that person driving without headlights at night is even worse. This next story is, Mom thinks a person speaking Hebrew is terrorism. So I'm a 14-year-old male working at Publix, cashier, and this happened yesterday. So I clock in for work. Like any other day, I bag for a while, put the carts back and other stuff. Then I go back to being a cashier. This is where the story begins. A girl says hello in Hebrew. At the time, I knew some Hebrew, but not much. I said, do you speak English? She says yes, but not very well. I say, that's okay. The entitled parent says, um, excuse me, what the heck? How is this allowed? I say, ma'am, is there something wrong? She says, yes, I'm looking at it right now. Looks at the girl. The girl didn't understand what was going on at the time due to her not understanding much English. I say, I'm not sure what you mean. The entitled parent says, she's a terrorist. You're letting her just walk around? She probably has a bomb in her bag as we speak. At this point, I'm in total shock. I say, ma'am, she's not a terrorist. I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store if you continue this behavior. She says, really? You're going to tell me to leave and not her? At this point, my bagger finishes and the girl starts leaving. The entitled parent yells, Hey, get back here, freaking terrorist! I say, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. You've been nothing but disruptive and rude to her for no reason. She says, what? I want to speak to your manager. Her poor kid says, mom, please stop, I just want to go home. She says, not now, son. I want to show you what happens to a terrorist. I get my manager to come over to my checkout aisle and they say, what seems to be the problem? The entitled parent says, sir, your employee has been nothing but rude to me and customers. He's been screaming and yelling at us. He also, a person who had stood up for me said, sir, none of this actually happened. She was calling somebody a terrorist just for her language and said she had a bomb in her purse. OP was just trying to stop her this whole time. Other people at the time began to also stick up for me. The manager says, I see. Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. You have nobody to support your claim and you've been extremely racist to a customer just minding her own business. She says, what? How dare you? I'm never coming back here again. Come on, poor kid. We're out of here. Don't ever end up like these people. First ever Karen I've met. Never thought I would, but I didn't really know what to expect from a crummy part of town. I'm probably going to be posting here a lot now. I'm just left wondering, did she actually believe what she was saying? Or is that area just one of those areas where just you existing is enough to justify that behavior? That said, our final story of the day is my mother's wanna smell my new perfume? joke. Last night when I was here, thinking about what to write, my partner sent me a link to this amazing post on Reddit. Some weird trend where women are using their bodily fluids for perfume? Naturally, this had many Redditors in an uproar, but for me, I laughed hard because it reminded me of my mother. My mother used to pull this joke when I was a kid. It was called, Wanna smell my new perfume? For this joke, she would rub her hands all up in her sweaty fat folds and cracks. Under boob, groin, butt crack, belly button, armpits, all of that at once. 
She was over 300 pounds and had a habit of doing this in the peak heat waves of summer break. The trailer was a supersized easy bake oven in those summer months and the AC rarely worked. This only made it worse. When she came up and asked, want to smell my new perfume? You barely had time to react before she chloroformed you from behind with this absolutely foul bouquet. Hand cupped over the mouth sometimes if she got you good. She's done it to other kids too, not just to my brother and I. Children have vomited because of this joke, and that only made her laugh harder. Nothing stopped her from getting someone to smell her new perfume. But it was never new. The joke got old, but the perfume was never new. I've been laughing at the story all day today. It was the first time I got to laugh at this joke finally. I'm finally healed enough to be in on the jokes that were at my expense growing up. It took 8 years of estrangement with no contact and CPTSD rehab to find the humor in it, but I finally found it. I could write a book on just the crazy things my unstable mother did growing up. These things include, but are not limited to, urinating on her drunken and passed out boy toys, spraying them in the face with bear mace too while she was at it, throwing M80s, half sticks of dynamite and other explosives in the trailer park dumpster to mess with the neighbors, these set off all the car alarms in the area, microwaving cans of aerosol in some convenience stores to mess with the owner, but to be fair she did it before I was born. She snatched up someone's weave in a fight in a convenience store once, compared my friends and love interests, groin areas, to my brothers, called my first crush slash limerent object a horse f-slur on my aim account, and compared his groin to my brothers as well, gave long-winded inspired speeches about how the male parts are power, or we'd make a good daughter-mother duo for adult entertainment, or if I had the choice I'd hook you up with a well-endowed black man. Thought that a certain N-word was a funny nickname for me in high school? I didn't find it funny. Don't be such a wimp N-word was the general retort. Chased a particular boy toy for over six years. She thought he was severely cognitively disabled when she met him, but he was just very drunk. This one bought women of the night to avoid her, but she still kept chasing. He was also very vocal about being racist against black people and considered me one of the good ones. This was somehow much worse than just being called slurs. Dated a one-legged arsonist, well, alleged arsonist, for a short spell. This guy nearly salivated when he talked of how fast our trailer would burn. Said it would be ashes before the fire department could arrive. I was in elementary school at that time. He ended up losing the other leg to diabetes. Bragged about waterboarding her friend with Diet Coke. I suppose that would make it Coke boarding then. That friend wasn't the same after the Coke boarding. Got assaulted by a little person in a diner for making fun of his manhood with what can only be described as breakfast sausage fellatio taunting. I was told this one by an aunt but it likely happened. Too many things really. I was the disabled child parent to an unstable teenager in the body of a single mother. When I cut contact in December 2013, she crossed the point of no return in terms of instability. I spent 25 years trying to earn a mother, to earn parents. It was all futile and I see the humor in that now. I used to think that humor was entirely malicious, but it isn't. Not really. Well, she was malicious at times, absolutely, but regarding the humor of the circumstances, On a macro level, there's deep wisdom here. I have these experiences because I'm capable of refining them into something useful. 
something worthwhile, and a smile is absolutely worthwhile, among many other things. So when I tell these stories, it's up to me to craft them in such a way so that those who are subjected to them walk away with something of worth. That's the challenge, and it isn't given to me out of cruelty but curiosity. Morbid, relentless, everlasting and ravenous curiosity. That's the only reason life exists the way it does, that intense and infinite curiosity. That home life was a source of stress, fear, pain, many things for many years. But now, all of that's starting to crystallize into something of use for me. She got to laugh so much at my expense, most of the time not realizing what I paid for that. However, her jokes are no longer being used against me, they are part of my toolbox now. So, considering they're part of OP's toolbox now, is OP gonna start offering people to smell their new perfume? Either way, what OP's mom did was crazy, and also OP is a great writer. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.